Hi, everyone. You're listening to Mark Richardson's Remodeling Mastery Podcast. In this episode, you will learn the right strategies and skill sets you will need to get your business winning in 2019. If you have any questions for Mark while you're listening to this episode, go ahead and shoot them over to marketing at surefirelocal.com. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's designed to help you think about, reflect, and improve your remodeling business. What I try to do is take different topics, some more granular and some more high level, that'll help you really think through, I think, the maze of making good decisions in your business. This particular podcast is actually supported by the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, NERI, as well as Professional Remodeler Magazine, one of the leading publications in the remodeling industry. It's also actually produced by Surefire Local, a digital marketing organization that really is designed to be able to help specifically remodelers remodelers take their business to the next level. So, We talk about a lot of different topics, and certainly this time of the year, it usually is about talking about how do you wrap up the year, how do you position yourself, how do you think about, you know, the final legs, so to speak, as you move into the last part of 2018. This particular podcast, however, I want to spend a little bit more time talking about not only getting ready for the future, but also thinking about 2019 thinking about predictions of what 2019 might hold for us, and then some of the strategies and maybe some of the skill sets that really are required as you start to finish out the year and really position yourself. You know, this whole topic of predictions, as I sit back and I think about it, but I also get an opportunity to work with the best of the best remodelers in the country, Their skills to predict is the difference between winning and losing. If you really think about this in sports, you know, that football coach that's predicting what the defense is going to be doing or what the offense is going to be doing is, in fact, usually the coach that wins the game. That baseball pitcher that is predicting, for example, or the batter predicting the pitcher is the one that typically will get the home run rather than strike out. So as you really spend time kind of reflecting on how does this relate to your business. We're running so fast and furious today, we don't spend a lot of time thinking. We don't spend a lot of time thinking about the future and certainly thinking about the business. We spend more time putting out fires, juggling, handling client issues, selling the next project, looking for a lead opportunity. We oftentimes don't spend enough time really thinking about looking out to the horizon and trying to predict. Now, I don't have a crystal ball, and I'm certainly not a psychic. However, I do look at a lot of the tea leaves, a lot of the data that's out there, whether it's my work through Harvard University. I just attended a conference with uh, the chief economist with NHB, who really you know, puts together some very interesting numbers. And these numbers are kind of like tea leaves, and you can kind of see in the tea leaves some of the trends and some of the issues and some of the challenges out there that really give you, I think, enough data to start to predict. Now, I'm going to summarize some of these predictions. I have 12, 12 predictions, actually 10 predictions plus two bonus predictions, and I'm going to go through each one. And as you can imagine, if you kind of think about these predictions, almost like 
a jigsaw puzzle. They're puzzle pieces. And they all kind of hook together. And individually, each one kind of stands alone, but collectively, they really paint a certain picture or paint a certain image of what that future might be. Now, the most important thing, however, is not necessarily understanding and knowing what's going on out there, but it's also, what are you doing about it? And this particular podcast is being sent to you well before the end of the year, so you really have a chance to really start to think about and position yourself for next year. Some of these predictions are pretty obvious that you really see out there. Some of them may be a little bit less so, but I will say it really is a product of, again, having, touching many of the best of the best, listening to some of the markets around the country, as well as looking at a lot of data that's out there. So I'm going to start with some really more broad kind of predictions, broad kind of predictions that have to do, I think, with the home improvement environment and certainly the economy and those kind of things. So the first prediction that I would have based on kind of watching the last three to six years is I think we're going to start to see home appreciation start to flatten out more and more and more in, as we move. You know, some of the thought leaders, Vince Nardo in particular, started to talk about a year ago that we're moving towards more of a recession rather than getting out of a recovery. The reality is in all of our economic cycles, we have ups and downs. And one of the big drivers in terms of the ups and downs is what's happening in terms of home appreciation. I think we're going to see uh, uh, as we move into 19, uh, a fairly reasonable amount of flattening in most of the markets. Now, flattening doesn't mean depreciation. Flattening means flattening. And the reason I think this is important, home appreciation is one of the biggest drivers for home remodeling and home improvement. If you think back to the go-go times for a minute, in 2004, 2005, it was that double-digit appreciation of homes that I think really not only drove homeowners to picking up the phone and calling for remodeling, but also to spend more and more on their remodeling activity. The second, which again is a little bit more of an economic prediction, and that's interest rates. Now, you certainly don't need to be an industry sage to see this. We've already seen a couple blips in terms of interest rates going up this year, but also I think it's reasonable to assume that we're going to see a couple more at the end of this year or into next year. Now, interest rates... While they don't necessarily have a giant impact on the smaller scale remodeling that's out there, they do have a big impact on new homes. And if new homes start to drop a little bit, the likelihood that remodeling will in fact be a little bit stronger, I think it is really there. The likelihood for someone to say, I'm going to stay in my home rather than, rather than uh, move into a new home. Now, if interest rates do creep up, it also tends to create a level of urgency for homeowners to act. So I would say it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, I don't think anyone wants to pay more as a result of having to finance projects, however they're going about financing it. But on the other hand, I think it does create a little bit of an urgency that the smarter remodeling companies can weave this interest rate kind of inching up as a reason to uh, really dive in and start the project sooner. 
Number three prediction, which again, I think many of these predictions are very much like a dimmer switch shifting, not a toggle switch, just on and off. So they're, they're inching forward, they're trends, they're moving from black to gray before they get to white. The number uh, three prediction is on the demographics. Now, I've talked before about this shifting demographic. You've seen it in terms of this this uh, big curve that, that we see from the millennials kind of even being bigger. It's like a wave. It's bigger and it's higher and it's deeper than the baby boomers, and it's having a bigger impact. Now, the millennials are actually, as we all know in everything that we read, are starting the process later certainly than the baby boomers. However, it doesn't change the fact that the scale of this is really significant. Now, I've been talking about this for a while. However, I think we're starting to see home ownership rates start to creep back up a little bit, and that's in large part because of this wave of the millennials that is starting to move in in a more significant way. I actually did, about 18 months ago, a tour, and during this tour, I asked in 10 markets what percentage of your clients 10 years ago, 10 years ago, that would have been now 12 years ago, what percentage of your clients were 30-somethings, and the average answer with remodelers, designers, architects was 5 to 10%. I followed up with that by asking, okay, how about today? What percentage of your inquirers, inquirers, your clients, your potential clients, your actually sales, are 30-somethings? And the average in all 10 markets was 30 to 35%. Now, you may look at that as, okay, well, that's just a kind of a, 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 a focus group type uh, type of statistic. However, it is something that's clearly shifting, and the demographics are are shifting in a pretty significant way. So how you position yourself to really communicate, to find being in sync with the 30-something buyer is really critical. I actually also heard at the at a at a conference that Google was sharing that there's this wealth effect that the baby boomers are actually helping to fund the millennials projects. So you need to start to think about not only who the demographic is, but what's the dynamic of the remodeling activity and sale. You know, the parents are getting more and more involved in terms of transferring some of their wealth to the millennials, which will allow. So now all of a sudden this changes the dynamic of the decision process. The decision process is not just with Mary and John, it's with Mary and John and potentially the person that's funding it. It could be their their parents. The flip side of that is also true, that families, as we see immigration, it, it, it has really represented a lot of the growth, the consolidation of families in terms of home is going up as well. So we're seeing more parents moving in with children and children moving in more with parents. And that, again, changes, I think, the the dynamic of the remodeling activity that's going on. Number four prediction, and I talked a little bit about this in my last year's predictions as well as wrote about it in Professional Remodeler in 2018 predictions that uh, the project type we're starting to see a pretty major shift. Now, project types for most remodeling is really a very important subject. You know, are you really geared up to do kind of interior type remodeling, exterior type remodeling, or are you really geared up and have the talent and the skills and the processes to do more additions and, and major type of renovations? 
I think the dollar spend, average dollar spend on projects will probably be similar in 2019 as it is in 2018. And it might even creep up slightly. However, I think we're going to continue to see the project blend drop off. Several very, very good remodelers who was really their, their lifeblood was doing additions and having 50, 60, 70% of their projects were major renovations and additions 10 years ago. Now it's more like 20%. They're still having average tickets go up, but it's a much higher percentage of kitchens, bathrooms, master suites, interior renovations, basement renovations, a lot of the things that I think needs to happen out there. Another trend that I think that we're starting to see out there is treating the exterior not just as an isolated project, i.e. doing the exterior in terms of the siding or the windows or the roofing. We're starting to see, I think, homeowners really realizing that innovative approaches to really change the fundamental curb appeal. Outdoor living is starting to become a very significant portion of the remodeling activity that's out there, and I think will continue. So spending some time, I think, analyzing, looking at, reading, watching trends of what the project blend, I don't think it'll necessarily shift like 30 degrees, but I definitely think we'll continue to see a 5 to 10% shift in terms of the project types. Number five is remodeling costs. Now, again, I've written quite a bit about this subject in Professional Remodeler, and I encourage you to go back and search some of these. But the remodeling costs from 2017 to 2018, in terms of the actual cost of a project to a homeowner, to a client, on average, when you put in all the parts and pieces together, went up 15 to 25%. Now, what do I mean by some of the parts and pieces? You have material costs. Well, you just have the fundamental material costs, but you also have some political issues in terms of tariffs and taxes and those kind of things. You also have the subcontractor costs. The subcontractor costs are, for the most part, small contractors, and therefore they really are going up at a higher rate. You also have the labor shortage. The labor shortage, I think, is clearly one of the challenges. So we're seeing not only labor rates go up, but we're also seeing a higher degree of attrition happening when it comes to it. And then fourth leg of the stool or the table is really the cost of doing business. The cost of doing business in terms of insurance, in terms of benefits, in terms of regulatory issues, all of those things are causing projects to go up. So my prediction in this is that we'll continue to see project costs go up. Now, how much they'll go up, I certainly hope that it's more like about 10%, which seems crazy and high when you look at what inflation is. However, I think we'll still see it go up, but I don't think we'll see it go up that 15 to 25%. Now, what's important, I think, in that subject, as you kind of predict that's going to be the case, is you need to position your projects for this increased cost. You know, remodelers oftentimes sleep very well at night because they know they have a big backlog of projects. Well, those backlogs in many ways are liabilities to you if you see an increase of 5 or 10% in costs when it comes. It's just going to squeeze your profit levels down.
So as a result of that, you need to change kind of the paradigm and the relationship with the client. You need to let them know that you cannot predict what the costs are going to be as these projects. You can create urgency in the selling process so that the costs don't go up. You can also build in, you know, on the really higher ticket items, you can build in allowances, which oftentimes have been taboo, but build in some allowances that really try to transfer some of the risks to the clients, not just to you. So that's number five. Number six prediction is transparency. Now, you read about this transparency. Michael Anschel talked about transparency at the Extreme Sales Summit in September in Philadelphia. You read about it also in Professional Remodeler Magazine as well as other other, I think, sources. But we're truly seeing the homeowner today as a result of, I think, the certainly the, the, the access to information and data out there. Uh, homeowners today, they know more about products than you do. Why? Because the internet. They know more about costs of projects. And when you really get down to it, when it comes to kind of the social media and the reviews, they oftentimes know more about you than really you do. So it's created, I think, this dynamic of transparency out there that's very different. So remodelers are going to have to start to address how do you go about doing it. Now, Michael has some very good simple tools that you integrate costs in different ways so that you can actually explain to the client when they ask for breakdowns or want to understand kind of the, the levels of investment. You really break apart a lot of your soft costs that historically we just threw into a big bucket of overhead. By doing that, you're going to, I think, be able to help the client understand better what they're spending, but you're also going to see your close rate and your overall effectiveness go up. So watch this. This is not going to happen necessarily overnight because there is a certain level of ignorance the client has on the remodeling process, but you're going to see more and more of that. Start to listen and put your ear to the ground. How many more times are you hearing from the clients? Can you give me a breakdown on this? How many more times are you having clients ask about some of the specific costs and really scratch their head and and, and be a little bit confused about that? Number seven prediction, which again is no surprise to anyone else, and that is that the labor kind of shortage or labor dynamic will continue to be a challenge. Now, those better companies out there are going to be focused on this in a pretty innovative and creative way. Matter of fact, at a Harvard meeting coming up, we're going to be talking about innovative strategies to deal with the labor shortage. I'm a big believer, a little bit different than some, that this labor shortage is going to, the solutions are going to happen more from innovation, new ways of doing things, finding efficiencies, finding more creative trainings to do things, leveraging the manufacturers to develop products that can be put in faster, that that's going to ultimately, I think, address the labor issue more so than uh, bringing on, I think, more workers or bringing on uh, certainly more in immigration. We, of course, need those things, but the reality is the shortage is just way, way too big uh, that it's going to be a challenge. So, Thinking creatively about the labor issue and not just more warm bodies, I think, is going to be important to your success. Number eight prediction is the overall selling process is going to start to change more and more. Now, I've been talking about this for a couple of years, and I even wrote about it 
uh, in last year's predictions about in-home selling is going to start to shift to online selling. We actually had a speaker at the Extreme Sales Summit who actually showed he could actually do all of the interactive selling processes when it came to some exterior remodeling until the point of starting construction and then he'd meet the client face-to-face for the first time. You know, with so many video conferencing and on de- online kind of services that are out there, we're going to see more and more of that, and that's going to start to really change the process. We're also going to see in the selling process, I think, a higher degree of financing that are happening. Why? Because the approval process is going to be so simple, a simple online app that is actually developed out there by Surefire and others that you can actually get approved with the financing very quickly, integrate that into your sales process. You can use satellite and visualization tools. All of these things are going to start to change the overall experience when it comes to the client and the sales process itself. So as you think about this, I think, and how you're positioning, you know, how are you investing in not only in some of the technologies, but really looking at the step-by-step processes themselves. You know, homeowners are going to be more based on speed and time and, and convenience of how they go about buying. You know, a great evidence of this is how do people buy, you know, many of the products today. They go online, they order, and have it delivered right to the home. Remodeling is going to have more and more of that dynamic when it comes to the interaction. Now, the complexity of home remodeling in the high-touch element, I think, will always involve people in a business. However, how you go about doing it will, in fact, change. In that vein, my number nine prediction is Amazon and Google are going to have a much bigger impact in terms of home improvement. Now, for those that are sitting back and say, people buy from people, and we're always going to have, you know, small, medium-sized remodelers in the process, I think that's somewhat true. However, you know, if you think back, and I was reflecting on this this morning, is that, you know, back in the late 80s, you know, as we started to see Home Depot and Lowe's starting to perk leg up, you know, in the early 90s, everybody said, oh, you know, Home Depot's big gorilla, they're always going to be focused on, on uh the distribution side of 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 uh, home improvement but the reality is home depot in particular is the biggest remodeler in the country well why are they the biggest remodeler because the 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 whole process the client goes about selecting buying and they integrate it in and now home depot is tapping some of the better remodelers on the shoulder to be the service providers not only in terms of installation but also in terms of the in-home experience With all that being said, what is the next Home Depot? What is the next Lowe's in terms of the home improvement experience? I think it's going to be Amazon and Google. And we see this happening out there more and more in terms of how they're controlling, how clients behave and and make their decisions. But we're also seeing consumers really very thirsty for this change. Number 10 And I want to touch on this one as number 10. And then I've got two little bonus kind of predictions to add on to it. It's the whole element of digital marketing. Now, needless to say, you know, we've seen this shift. And remodeling industry has always been an industry that's been very focused on personal referrals. Personal referrals, job signs, trucks, all those kind of what I would consider high-touch or medium-high-touch kind of ways to interact. 
However, what we've seen now more than ever is that we've seen kind of these personal referrals shifting more to online reviews. We've seen the digital marketing elements having more and more and more importance in terms of not only marketing, but in terms of branding, reputation, and all those elements. So if you don't have a strong digital marketing strategy when it comes to your business, you're going to clearly fall short. Now, many people think a digital marketing strategy is let me have a simple website. Now, that's it's a lot more depth to that. You have to have a dashboard to be able to judge and direct all the numbers that are coming into your business. You've got to be able to have strategies that are focused on search engine optimizations. And now, more than ever, we even see the paid approach in terms of, of, of the internet searches that are happening out there in terms of the positioning being more and more important. So having a really strong digital marketing effort and strategy and investing money, those companies that are doing that and are, are going to do that are going to be the winners. Now, let me throw out two more kind of bonus, what I call predictions out there. One, again, is pretty obvious, and that's social media. Now, social media we've always seen as kind of, okay, that's going to be thrown into my marketing strategy, social media. Well, I think as we move forward, social media is going to touch everything that you do. Salespeople have to be social media experts. Production people are going to have to get more involved in social media. Social media is going to be kind of the glue that hooks things together. Certainly, there's many different avenues of social media that you have to focus on, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or any of the others. But what you need to do is you need to stop thinking about it just as a marketing strategy and start moving it towards a really complete business strategy, and it's the way that touches everyone in your business. And number 12, and certainly not the, not the, the least of it, is I truly believe that innovation, innovation, new ways of thing, doing things is going to win over reputation. Homeowners today very much look at remodeling as a transaction. This notion of clients for life is just becoming less and less. As much as you want that to be the case, at the end of the day, the homeowner is seeing it as a transaction. So those companies that are doing things innovatively, doing things differently, finding ways to kind of crack the code, stand out, be different from the pack, are the ones that are going to be, I think, more successful and certainly gain a little bit of the market share. So I want to thank everybody for really joining me today. And most important, I think, theme that I'll give you of all this is what are your predictions? Are you really thinking? Are you really spending time with your team trying to look out at the horizon rather than just at the hood of your car? And I think the more that you're able to look at the horizon, you're not only going to make better decisions, you're also going to have more fun in the process. You know, remodeling is a great opportunity, great business to be in. You get a chance to touch a lot of cool people. You get neat projects to be able to work on. And I think the more that you can actually eliminate and not hit the speed bumps, that you can actually predict more accurately what's going to happen, you're going to see a lot more success. So again, I want to thank my friends at NARI, National Associate, uh, Association of the Remodeling Industries, for 
supporting this, as well as Professional Remodeler, who clearly is one of the leading pub publications and doing some very interesting things with not only the events, but the magazines and certainly online as well. But also my friends at Surefire. So if you're really interested in having access to some digital marketing insights, I would encourage, try to develop at least a relationship with a digital marketing group and certainly Surefire Local is a great one to talk to. So I want to thank everybody for joining me today. Take care, everyone. This podcast was produced by Surefire Local. Talk to a digital marketing pro today by visiting surefirelocal.com or give us a call at 571-327-3391.